You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning. It is Tuesday, February 8th. You are listening to the College Football Daily. I am your host, Lance Glenn. So National Signing Day has passed. Most of the class of 2022 has put pen to paper. There are a few names still left on the board, but I'd say a rough estimate 99% have signed and will soon be headed if they aren't already to whichever school they've chosen. Now the fun really starts as we get to discuss and evaluate which of these 2022 signees will make the biggest impact as true freshmen this upcoming season. National college football writer Chris Hummer has an article up on 247sports.com titled The All-Impact Team, 2022 Recruits Who Will Play Right Away. And Chris joins me now to break it all down. Chris, how are we doing? Thanks so much for coming on and giving me some time today. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like the like last man on the bench coming in to talk about recruiting after our recruiting team just cleaned up National Signing Day. Did an amazing job, but I'm excited to talk about these guys, project how they look in 2022. Absolutely. And look, recruiting is only half of it. Obviously, these coaches have these players now. They need to develop them. They need to get them on the field, and they need these players to make an impact. And I want to preface this podcast and the article that you wrote as well, saying the signees chosen, they are the highest rated signees. You know, For example, at quarterback, while Drew Aller, the Penn State signee, is the highest rated QB in the 2022 class, he's behind Sean Clifford next season. And if everything goes right for Penn State, Aller probably won't see the field in many meaningful opportunities. You know, you have to take into consideration the programs these players are entering, the depth at the positions, and their overall readiness as well. So with that being said, let's start at the quarterback position. You highlighted four-star West Virginia signee Nico Marchio. Graham Harrell is in as offensive coordinator in Morgantown. Why Marchio as the quarterback on the 2022 All-Impact team? Yeah, so quarterback is a really tough one to pick for this team, especially in the transfer portal era. And by that, I almost mean the last two years, given the volume of movement we've seen. There just aren't a lot of schools with glaring needs at quarterbacks. And those that do have them largely don't know what they're getting in their take yet before they arrive on campus. So I went with Nico here, largely because of paths of the field. West Virginia is arguably the only power five school right now without like a set starter at quarterback, or at least a guy that we project to be the starter. So he has a really good chance to step in there right away and compete with Garrett Green and Will Crowder, um, two underclassmen who have thrown a combined 28 passes in their careers. Uh, I also think Nico's a really good fit for the air raid. One of the most accurate passers in the class. He committed, he completed 77% of his um, passes as a senior in Arizona. Four-year starter, really experienced. He's an early enrollee too. So I think he can step in right away, make an early impression with Graham Harrell and compete for that job. And West Virginia really does need an upgrade at quarterback. Jared Gahey is headed to Western Kentucky. Um, he was okay for West Virginia the last couple of years, but they need somebody to step up into that spot and really make a difference. And Nico, the highest rated quarterback on campus for West Virginia, four star, I think really has that upside and West Virginia might turn his way next year. So let's move down now to the running back position. Nicholas Singleton, the class of 2022's top rated running back is your choice. This is a Penn State running back room that struggled mightily last season. And I join you in thinking that it wouldn't be much of a surprise if Singleton not only plays a big role, but if not from day one, eventually emerges as the starter in the Nittany Lions backfield, because that group as a whole from last year to this year, they need a lot of help. Yeah, I don't know about you, Lance, but when I think of Penn State running backs, I think of the run they had in the late 2010s. So you went from Saquon Barkley to Miles Sanders. Journey Brown was supposed to be that guy, but unfortunately he suffered a career-ending injury and Penn State just hasn't picked it up since. I think last year, 
Penn State's lead running backs averaged less than four yards per carry. As a team, they averaged only three yards per carry in 2020, so they need an impact back. Obviously, the offensive line has a lot to deal with that, but I think Nicholas Singleton has that ability. He's arguably my favorite player in this class. He's a college-ready back already in terms of size. He's got a legitimate track speed. He's a sub-11 second guy in the 100. Um, he's really good in short area. He's got great contact balance, proven production, over 12 yards per carry as a high school senior. I, I really like Singleton, and I think he's got an excellent chance to start for Penn State next year. You have three wide receivers on this list, Evan Stewart, Luther Burden, and Tyro McMillan. Stewart making the move to Texas A&M, a team that could obviously use his ability on the outside. You know, if you looked going into this offseason at a position of need for the Aggies, wide receiver would be towards the top of the list. They'll be relying on Stewart to help him out in a meaningful role in his true freshman year and be a really a big weapon for whoever the quarterback is, whether it's Haynes King or Max Johnson. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I, as Bud Elliott, I know um, our colleague says this a lot, the one area Texas A&M's had a weakness the last couple of years has been explosive plays downfield in the passing offense. They just haven't had it. Their wide receiver group has been subpar. Part of that is Jimbo Fisher's system, but they just haven't had the playmakers they've needed. Um, Demond Demas from the 2020 class was supposed to be that guy. He's been a bit disappointing so far emerged a little bit late last year, but they're still waiting on the answer at wide receiver. And I think Evan Stewart could be that guy. He's the number one wide receiver in the top 247, the number two wide receiver in the composite, an elite athlete. I'm very familiar with him. I'm a Texan. I saw Evan Stewart play as a high school junior. He's like a 10-5 guy in the 100. So he's got the long speed that you need. He's super quick, short area. He's really set on the open field. He's a dynamic playmaker. And I really think he and another wide receiver in this class, Chris Marshall, a five-star, are going to open up the playbook for Texas A&M in a way we haven't seen the last two years. I expect Stewart to start from the jump. I expect him to play a lot. And I wouldn't be shocked if he's one of the best freshmen in college football next year. He's that talented. We will hear more from Chris Hummer when we come back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So you have a bunch of offensive linemen on this list. I think six in total, of course, are on the list because you think they can make an impact come 2022. But of the six that you mentioned, is there one or two that really stand out to you of this group that I guess you think could make, I don't know, the biggest impact uh, of this uh, of this six? Let me preface that. Offensive line is by far the hardest position to project early playing time. Usually players need to develop at offensive line. They need to gain weight. They need to add bulk. They need to get stronger. But I want to highlight two really quickly. One is Keontae Goodwin from Kentucky. Kentucky lost both their... Rosenthal and Darian Kennard to the NFL, both their starting tackles from last year. There isn't a lot of proven deaths left in their stead. So I think Goodwin's going to have to play a lot. He's a college ready kid. He's six foot eight, 340. If anything, he actually has to take weight off 
And if he can get in the weight room as an early enrollee, really embrace the strength and conditioning program, I think he's got the potential to be the best prospect Kentucky's had along the offensive line in a long time. And that's saying a lot, given how good that room has been the last decade or so. The other one is Vaughn Campbell. I'm sorry, DJ Campbell, uh, however you want to go with it at Texas. He's not an early enrollee, which makes him a bit of a risky pick. But he's exactly what Texas needs at guard. He's six foot three, 310 pounds. He runs like a gazelle. He's a sub five second guy in the 40. He's got dynamic strength. Um, he's got a nasty streak with him as well. He's a de- he's just an excellent second level blocker. He's going to be perfect for Texas and the system they want to run. And I would not be shocked, even though he's coming in this summer, if he ends up starting for Texas from the jump, he's that good. So moving over to the defensive side of the ball, 2022 was a big year for defensive linemen, a very strong class in the trenches. Five-star Michael Williams is headed to national champion Georgia, a team that will obviously face some attrition from that strong defensive line last season. I think they lose at least three starters from that group. We know the Bulldogs like to rotate on the defensive line. You foresee Williams being a part of that rotation early on for them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, George is losing all three starters from its defensive front last year, as you said. All three are potential first-round picks as well. So not only starters, but just impact players across the board. And I think Michael Williams is going to be in that rotation next year at a minimum. He'll occupy Trayvon Walker's role as defensive end, but Georgia rotates their guys and moves them around along the line so frequently in different techs, in different positions. So I think Michael has all of the skill set necessary to do that for Georgia. Um, he's going to have to get a bit stronger like a lot of these guys, but he's an early enrollee. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's at 290 uh, by the fall. And he's a great pass rusher, great against the run. Um, he's a violent football player, which always helps on the defensive line. He's got pretty refined technique for his age. I thought he was the most dominant player at the All-American Bowl this year when I was in t- attendance, and that was best on best. So I expect him to make plenty of noise in the SEC next year. So moving now to linebacker Harold Perkins at LSU, Moses Walker at Rutgers, and CJ Hicks at Ohio State. Now, surprisingly enough, I won't ask about Walker, although I agree with you, <laughs> and we talked about this off air. I think he will have a big impact with my Scarlet Knights in 2022, if not start right away, eventually make his way into one of the starter roles. Harold Perkins, though, he's a dynamic athlete, not just at linebacker, but I think at the Under Armour All-American game, he even lined up as a running back as well. He possesses great size and speed and is bringing a lot of talent to Baton Rouge. Where can he really help that LSU defense in Brian Kelly's first year? Yeah, so I'm pretty familiar with Harold. I've seen him play live a couple times, um, another Texas guy. And I think what LSU, I mean, LSU's missed quite a few things the last few years since they won the 2019 national championship, but they haven't had a guy in the middle of the defense since that historic 2019 group left campus at linebacker that really just owns it. And I think Harold can be that guy in the middle of the defense for LSU. He might not start right away. There's only one starting spot available, but I think he is the best linebacker in this class. Linebackers usually don't take long to get on the field. He's going to make an impact on special teams if he doesn't start right away. I just think he's a dynamic football player, can do anything you ask him to do, and you're going to have a really hard time keeping him off the field. So I think he'll be a centerpiece of Brian Kelly's efforts next year for sure. So Chris, last but not least, we head to the secondary, and this is a group I'm really excited about. You know, I think we can frankly have full episodes on each individual player of the five that you wrote about in your article. Travis Hunter, Damani Jackson, Will Johnson, Trudell Berry, and Xavier Wonkba. 
so much talent in those five names. So I'll let you choose who you want to discuss because I think this is the group, frankly, that can make the biggest impact for their respective programs next year. Yeah, I totally agree. This has been this is an insane defensive back class, first of all, in 2022. High-level players all over the place. And historically, five-star corners play right away. Derek Stingley, Andrew Booth in 2019, Keely Ringo, Eli Ricks in 2020, Lloyd McKinstry, and Jason Marshall in 2021. All of those guys played as true freshmen. All of them made a huge impact. So I definitely expect Travis Hunter to make noise at Jackson State. I definitely expect Will Johnson to play a lot at Michigan. But I want to focus on Damani Jackson at USC. I think it got a little lost in all the Caleb Williams buzz. But at one point in time, landing Damani was the crown jewel of USC's class. He's the five-star kid from Los Angeles. Keeping him home was the centerpiece of Clay Heldon's efforts during his tenure there. After he got fired, it looked a little suspect. We thought Domani might end up at Alabama, but Lincoln Riley was able to reel him back ahead of the early signing period. And he's the guy that can transform their defense right away. USC's defense last year was terrible. Um, 112th last season in PFF coverage grade. Chris Steele, Isaiah Taylor Stewart, and Greg Johnson, all of their corners are head of the NFL. So there's a place for Damani to step in right away and play. And I think he is the type of piece that can help change USC's fortunes quickly because he's that talented. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris underscore Hummer. A lot of talent, as we said, in that defensive back group. But the all-impact team for 2022, I'm excited to look back at the end of this coming season to see who we got right, who we got wrong, and the impact that all these great talents made at their school. Chris, thanks so much for joining me. Really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much. A lot of great episodes coming your way the rest of this week as we monitor the biggest news in college football. For Chris Hummer, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks for listening to this episode of the College Football Daily. Have a good Tuesday, everyone.